in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6, King James, and Jonathan said to the young man that bore his armor, come and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to God, to the Lord, to save by many or by few. Same passage in the message. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come now, let's go across to those uncircumcised pagan. Maybe God will work for us. There is no rule that says God can only deliver by using a big army. No one can stop God from saving when he sets his mind to it. Father, it's in the glorious name of Jesus we come. We thank you for your mindful goodness and mercy towards us. Now, Lord, as we set out to promulgate your word, the same Holy Spirit that wrote these words, work in us to deliver these words. And let your people be charged, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to address you this morning from a subject, God unrestricted but limited. God unrestricted but limited. When we think about restriction, it means to hold back, restrain, retain. It means to prevent, to keep from being restrained, shut up under restraint. Then when we look at the term unrestricted, it means not to be limited or restricted. In the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse 40 through 42, it says, how often, how oft did they provoke me in the wilderness and grieve me in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand nor the days when he delivered them from the enemy. Our subject today is somewhat of an oxymoron in that it seems to be contradictory. In Samuel, we find that Jonathan put God to the test of his ability. And in Psalms, we, we find that Israel limited God's ability to deliver them out of their circumstances. Jonathan sees God bigger than the problem. 
though it's only two of them, he sees God bigger than the problem. Israel by this time is as the sand of the sea. But she started doubting whether or not God was able to deliver. Jonathan is no fool. He knows that the odds are against them. But he had been studying the scrolls, or in our days would be called the Bible, and see that God is not restricted in his action as long as there is faith. But Jonathan also is human and understand that he is putting their uh, lives on the line. And so we see the term maybe. When you think of the term maybe, it's used to indicate uncertainty, but also possibility. I sometimes think that we are waiting until the fear is gone before we move. But may I say here, it will never be without fear. Tell your neighbor it's all right to be afraid. Don't let your, but don't let your fear paralyze your action. Amen. All of the people that you see now that are great and they are acting all cool, they started off with fear. But the thing with them is this, their, their faith outweighed their fear. The term fear not occurs 63 times in the Bible, in the King James text. And this particular Fear not began with Abraham. Abraham is called the father of the faithful. And it was God, Yahweh, who spoke to him and told him, fear not. If you're going to do anything that's worthwhile, that's going against the grain, you've got to make up in your mind that I'm going to do it anyhow. Anybody ever did anything scared to death while you were doing it? can't wait for the absence of fear. Fear is going to be there, but we got to do it anyhow. Notice verse number one of chapter 15 of Genesis. After these things, the word of the Lord come to Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding and great reward. He was given the name Abram, which means exalted father, and he didn't even have a child. Later, his name was changed from Abram to Abraham, 
which means a father of nation. We need to realize God don't call you just for what you're doing. He called you for what he has called you to do. Tell your neighbor there's a whole lot more to you than what I see. Let it out. I lean over and tell the next person there's a whole lot more to you than I can see. Let it out. Amen. Great men started right where we are right now. Your name is on the billboard because you did what you had to do when you were afraid. I sense in the, this redeemed family that some of you are not even going to know yourself when you start moving in faith and stop being paralyzed by fear. May I say here, some of the people that's on the front line right now don't even have the ability that you now have sitting on the seat. Give somebody a high five. I say, you really great? Now, they don't believe that. They think, so. you just saying that because pastor said it. Make them feel great. Make them, make them feel great. Amen. Make them feel great. Amen. Tell them one more time. You are really great. Did they feel it? Did they feel it that time? Did they feel it that time? And great people don't start off going for a title of greatness. They see a cause that's bigger than themselves. And seeing the cause that bigger than themselves call them to action. And they don't realize that they are a hero until it's all over. While they're in the trenches, my mind is so dedicated on what I have to do. I don't have time to be checking my praises out and seeing what they're saying about me. Because at this point, it don't even matter what they're saying about me. Old folks say, that's talking about me now. Lord have mercy. I used to say that, and I know it was talking about somebody else, but. (laughs) The older folk, let me put it like that, used to say, a charge to keep have I, a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save that's fitted for the sky. We are marching, we are marching to Zion. The apostle Paul put it this way in the fourth chapter of the book of uh, uh, Romans. He puts it this way, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead. And know what he says is, and call those things which be not as though they were. We are in time. God is on the outside of time. And he can see your end at the beginning. 
Amen. Hallelujah. You can only see now. And you're paralyzed at what's going on in your life right now. But God sees beyond what you're doing now and the trials that you're going through. God saw beyond Abraham's childlessness. And God called him Abraham, the father of multitude. Now, not only was Abraham the old man, he had never, Sarah had never had a miscarriage. She had never had anything. But God never, because sometimes the name in the scripture changed to remind you of who you were. Like Jacob, Jacob, Jacob was name, what his name was Jacob. The name Jacob means subplanner or thief. But when Jacob finished wrestling with God, God said, your name going to be called Israel. And every time they would call him Israel, they would call him ruler. Amen. When God chuckled, change your name. So every time they would call childless Abraham, Abraham, they were saying to Abraham, you are the father of multitude. And when you continually repeat something, it gets into your DNA. And nobody can seem to change it. Amen. Tell and, and you you're frightened. Was Abraham frightened? Yeah, that's why the Bible started off talking to him. God talking. God said, "I know you're scared to death. So scared you about the word on yourself." Amen. And God know you're frightened, but God says, "Fear not," because what I'm about to tell you is gonna blow your socks off. He starts off by telling him, "Abraham, don't fear." Amen. On this time, amen, we want to look at God, what God is able to do. And I think so many times God is letting us know that he is greater than the task that he has given us. I want to encourage you in here. I want you to start praying and find out what God has for you and what he wants from you. Amen. And start running references on God. There is not a person in this room that have not had something to happen to them in their lives. You minimize what God did. I want you to start maximizing what God have done in your life. Uh, when you start looking at some of that stuff, you used to call it luck. But now that you know God, you no longer call it luck. You say it was the Lord. Now, I know sometimes, you know, we, we, we think about Moses crossing the Red Sea. That's, that's, that's tremendous, isn't it? But let me tell you what, your miracle might just been God kept your water on. Sometimes, sometimes it's not something way out there. Anybody had God to just keep your water on? Give God a hand praise in here. 
as simple as having a flat on the interstate. And you knew that that car some kind of way stayed in its lane. You see, you understand what I'm saying? It don't have to be the Red Sea. It could have been, this is simple. I, I think I heard Sister uh, Phyllis was talking about how that she had a flat tire. And she knew that she was supposed to have died. Lady and I was coming a few years ago. We, had, we were in, up in Maryland, running a revival. And while I was up there, I had a flat tire. And the, tire, and the car came out and went into the media. We came home the next day on our way to church. The tire went out again. Now, this ain't the same one. It went out again. This time, a tractor trailer was coming. Now, the Red Sea didn't concern me at that time. Because that tractor trailer was bigger than the Red Sea. And God will bring you to a place sometime. And what we need to do is when God tells you something, start running references on God. And uh, the thing that will make you limit God is when you forget what God has already done for you. But you need to carry your mind back and start running references on what he's already done for you. Somebody in here had a baby that the doctor said going to be born prematurely and the baby is going to have defects. But the baby was born without defects. You know, that's something you can run a reference on. You got a job that you didn't qualify for and you find yourself on the job that you don't qualify for Then that's a reference of what God can do So when God is setting you up for something bigger You need to go back and run references on what is already done Lord have mercy help me Lord I'm gonna look if you will look at Psalms chapter number uh, 78 this is the reason why Israel limited God he says they limited God in verse number 42 let's look at look at verse number 41 Verse 41, what does it say? 41. Uh-huh, brother two. Now, now, that's a key part. You know why they limited him? They remembered not. Touch your neighbor and ask them, can you still remember? Can you still remember when you was in the hospital and the doctor said your case was hopeless and here you are sitting in the church today when they were coming to put the eviction notice on your door and you still living at the same residence when your credit was shot and God let you get a car anyhow. 
Uh-huh. I'm running references on what God can do. If he did that, he can do this. Hallelujah. Can I get somebody? Just, just a, I just know I don't need everybody. Just a few of you just jump to your feet and say, if he did that, he can do this. Now y'all sit down and I want a few more to jump up and say, if he did that, he can do this. If, ooh, Lord have mercy. Because some of you in this room right now, God has given you some hairy, audacious plan and you are almost frightened to think about it. You are saying, oh, not me, not me, not me. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough connection. I don't have this, honey. God is not calling you because of what you have. He can make an ass speak. He can make an ass preach a sermon. And if he can do that for an ass, what can he do for you? You are just right for what God is able to do for you. You are not left out. You are somebody great. Somebody jump on your feet and say, I'm somebody great. I'm somebody great. I'm somebody great. I want you to I want you to say it till you feel it. Now the reason why I say say it till you feel it. I don't care what you know in your head you will sink to the level of what you feel I want you to say it till you can feel it I am somebody great all right sit down sit down the reason why you're doing what you're doing is because the way you've been talking to yourself Telling yourself what you ain't. You ought to see me walking through my house sometime. Sometimes you don't have nobody to cheer you. You got to cheer yourself. Walk to that house. Say, James, God called you. James, God ordained you. James, you're the head and not the tail. James, you won't get the job done. The God that saved you is not going to leave you. The God that ordained you will lift you up. And sometimes I get discouraged, y'all. I get discouraged. Don't nobody call me. But what I do then, I do like David do. I encourage myself in the Lord. I tell myself the God who have bought you from 13 years until now is not about to leave you now. He told you that, and I go back to that Sunday when I was in the, in the church by myself with the snow on the ground, yay deep, and he told me to reach out into the impossible and grab hope and hold until the impossible become the visible and the possible. I go back and run references when he tells me it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hope. Everybody in your God has given you a word. God has given every one of you a word. Let you got a word. God has given you a word. The problem is we forget the word that God gave us. You let problems and circumstances drown out the word. And they remember not. Let's go back and read a little bit more there. What he said? 
Uh-huh. Is it, do y'all have any more up there, though? Uh-huh. I see the mouse moving. Come on. Is there any more? They remember not? Uh-huh. Now, 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 look, look at the references. Look at the references. Read, read. What is it saying? Now, now am, am I in the word? Am I telling you the, the way to get out of the slump that you're in? Now, when a car gets stuck, don't step there and keep on spinning the wheel. Anybody ever got stuck? You can stay in the car and keep on spinning the wheel, but the more you spin, the deeper you get. Some of us in a hole right now, but you got to get out and put something under the wheel. Oh my God. Because they tell you put something under the wheel, you keep on spinning and going down. Now I know some of y'all country folk, Jessica, you know what I'm talking about, because I know I've been down to your hometown. I know what it's like. I just messing with you, girl. Amen. Soon to be a doctor, but I know where you come from. God is able. You don't mind, do you? But see, when you down in the country like that, when your car don't run, you'll get out that car, look in the trunk, and see if you can find a rag. And sometimes you'll look at it and say, Oh my God, the only thing I got in here is my good coat. See, see, most of y'all don't know nothing about the country. But when you get in slick mud, especially if it's clay, you need something that's going to give you traction. So you sometimes got to take your good coat and throw it under the wheel. And when they hit the ground under the wheel, when the wheel hit the tire, it jumped up out of the hole. Lord have mercy. And so what we got to do is put something under our wheel. You got to go back and get a memory of what God had done for you in the past. Uh Uh-huh. How he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the Uh uh-huh. What else? And had what? Lord have mercy. I'm going to tell you, that's a rag under the wheel. Ooh, Lord have mercy. You spinning. You, you all caught up in something. Carl, you know what I'm talking about. We came from the same place. There is no triple A. You by yourself. There is no cell phone. You got to use what you got. That's why I'm glad I came from the country. I know how to get out of a mud hole. Anybody know how to get out of a mud hole? Lord have mercy. Uh huh. Is there something else up there? What else they said? Uh huh. Uh huh. He said what? Mm hmm. Uh huh. That's, that's a that's what a rag under the wheel will do. What you have to do now, I don't get how hairy and how audacious it is. God has already given you an experience in your life that's going to propel you into the greatness that God has for you. 
It might have been something that God took away from you to put an indelible memory in your head I can't forget. Anything that happened to you happened for you. Because all things work together for the good of Lord have mercy. Stop crying over what happened to you. Who laid you out and who said something about you. It's for your good. Ain't it? Just in case you know your neighbor didn't hurt, tell your neighbor anything that happened to you happened for you. The leader will tell the other one anything that happened to you happened for you. Now get the honey out of it. Get the honey out of it. Get the honey out of it. Amen. I know it's dumb, but get the honey out of it. It took a bee to get the honey out of dumb. Let me let y'all go, y'all. Y'all, I forgot y'all city folk. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. But a bee will get the honey out of it. And what we got to do is all the things that have happened in your life, get the honey out of it and let the rest of it go. There is some honey in everything that has happened in your life. Amen? Amen? So let's stop limiting God. Jonathan said God is not restricted. God can help. God can deliver by two. He don't need a multitude. And he can do it with you. You can be the voice of this century.